possible. Now the Eagles to come back again. To fall forward. Oh, Barney! Darling tapping. Darling again. Gives it to Ryan. And then Ryan's little kick is a good one to Kennedy. Yes! 50. McGovern. McGovern. What a player. What a mark, Bruce. What a mark. And he goes to Your hosts are Wazza, Dan and Wayne. Well, Eagle Nation on a Monday, something different brought to you by Podcast Central. Check them out on Facebook. Uh, it's good to see you boys and it's good to see you back, Dan. Yeah, great to be back after one week hiatus. True fears are Wazza wasn't happy with my form and <laughs> went back down to seconds for a week. So <laughs> A week off. Got yeah. suspended, you didn't get through the tribunal, so... All right, boys, uh, well, the next five weeks is going to set the Eagles up for a flag defence, or they might only be making up the numbers in the eight. Uh, time will tell, but we got the Bombers this uh, week on a Thursday night at Optus. What do you think about that, guys? I don't like Thursday night footy. I never have, never will. I like the footy compacted from Friday to Sunday, and that's it. And I hope it's not like this time last year. I was away, actually, this time last year in Europe, but the Eagles lost, actually lost to Essendon on a Thursday night in Perth here last year. It was a good game to miss then. Um, mm. I actually like Thursday nights because they had so many beginning of the year. I got used to a Thursday night game. But I'm talking about I like watching the spectacle on TV. Yeah. Going to a game is a mess. The way the infrastructure around this oval was around Transperth. The buses, the trains. They don't exist before the game, which is a joke. I went to a similar thing, a Friday night game, but the same rules. There was no public transport to get there. Um, no special event transport, I should yeah. say. So we were having to get off at like, because it was a flood of people at like East Perth Station and walk. And I took my mother and she's um was quite ill. And, you know, and I'm not the fittest of person. We were gassed by the time we got to the stadium. And it was a, you know, 20, 30 minute walk, which probably in hindsight did me well. But it's a joke when the bus should be stopping and dropping you off right there. Yeah, and look, I don't mind Thursday night. It's a good spectacle. I like having footy every night of the week. But... When the AFL slash VFL only put um, it in interstate as their home team, that's where I get pissed off. Have, have a Collingwood and Essendon on a Thursday night. I know they have a Thursday for the Anzac Day, but have it on a Thursday night. See what happens then. It'll never happen. It was kind of similar. It's all for Victorian uh, TV again. That's exactly right. And it was like how we got so many late Sunday Arvo games because this was last year. Um, we got more primetime slots this year, thank God. But they liked the Twilight Sunday night game in Victoria. They used to say it. So they used to just whack a game on every week, late Sunday game, so they could get their Twilight game on TV over in Melbourne. It's like the sports should revolve around one state. That's yeah. a joke. Um, if you want to read a good article by the Mungrel Punt, they talk about the Vic bias, and it was written by a Victorian. And so get on Facebook and have a look at that. Um, we're talking about the five weeks we got ahead. We've got the Hawks at the G the week after, which I'm going to. There will be no show that week, guys, so sorry about that, but I'll be in Victoria. Um, then we've got Frio and the Magpies at Optus, and then Mal in Darwin. So that's got to show you about a year. If we can win all five of them, you could finish high top two. 
Yeah, but big they're week. not easy games. Big weeks ahead. Very so, big weeks ahead. And uh, but I mean, the Fremantle game's not going to get too far ahead, but that's going to be really vital. They're winning games away and as well as winning home, so they're really going to come into a good part of the season for them. They've got a good run home. And I think, too, I mean, we've got a couple of real dodgy games away uh, coming up. Melbourne and Darwin, I know we did well up there last year. We got Carlton eventually down in Melbourne. That's going to be touch and go, let's face it. It always is. And, uh, yeah, we've got Essendon this week. It's going to be touch, I, I touchy a few this, weeks. Yeah, I feel this is where we've really got to stamp ourselves. We've got to say, right, we can't use injuries as an excuse anymore because over yeah. the next month we're getting a lot of our key players back yeah. and players we need. So Hearn and Yo-Yo will be close. Yo's touch and go. But then the Nick Nats and the Brasses are very close to coming back. So that's no longer an excuse. This is where we've got to start winning games, hopefully now start building up the percentage. Yeah. And let's be honest, that list, anyone can beat anyone this year. But we're not playing too many teams in the top eight bar three. Um, so we've really got to just assert ourselves on the competition now. Well, like I said, it's going to define where we finish at the end of the year and it's either going to be good or it's for some of those people that wear rose-coloured glasses. Unfortunately, it might not be. Uh, we briefly, quickly talked uh, last week, Dan, about the Eagles losing margin to an average of 47. I was interested to find out only the Suns and Blue have a worse average losing margin this year. So that's something we've got to work on if we do lose to close the gap. Mate, I'm I'm surprised that we didn't have the worst. That it's it, it's ridiculous. I said, and I didn't like even saying it, but eight and four going into the bye, it wasn't a bad position to be in. But then to add that another loss like that, that's just not good. I, and I don't understand why. How, like how, come, how come? How yeah. come? It, it well, effectively yeah. it is because I said don't worry about percentage because it would slowly build up, and we've done that. But then with this one loss, we dropped down another 5% yeah. while the other teams went up 5 So now it's becoming a worrying issue. The way it sat, we were just off Collingwood. Now, their percentage, one bad loss for Collingwood, one good win by us, that percentage would be enough then to swap. Yeah. And that's how touch and go it was at the stage. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've basically ruined that part. So we've got to keep on winning now and just hope we don't draw. Coming season's end, we're going on the ladder. <laughs> All right, let's uh, get into some questions and uh, we'll try and make these a quick ones. I uh, sent you guys some questions, so hopefully you read them and uh, you got your list here. Name the four AFL teams you can't stand watching or don't like. Mine are the Crows, Port, Roos, and Saints, slash Freo. Mine are, mine are don't like. I just don't like Carlton, don't like Fremantle, don't like Melbourne, and don't like Essen. Okay, mine's <laughs> two of yours, so. Saints, Ruse, I just don't like them. I don't like the way they play. Then you chuck in Carlton just because they've been so lowly, you expect them to get beaten. And then sadly, Suns, because I didn't mind them back in the day just to see their stars and the panic. I find they're playing a workman style of football that's getting across on back. I don't think they've got the stars they once had, so I don't find them interesting to watch. All right, name four current day players you'd have over for a footy dinner and a good chat. Want to pick two eagles? Go Shuey. I reckon he'll be funny. JK. Um, but then I'd have Kelly, so I could grill him. And then Niglio <laughs> try and poach him, get them both over here. What did you have, one? I had, uh, I'd love to sit down and talk to Buddy, Ablett, Sonny Walters. And I'd love to have Chris Maston over because I'd really love to know how he really feels about well, that's funny you got the that crappy uh, I, cops. It's funny you got that because I've got Marston. Mm. All right. <laughs> Um, I've got, I haven't got it in, right in front of me, but I've got Lacroix, because I just like to nut him out as well. Then I had 
Dangerfield because I just think he's one of those thinkers of the game. And I had Tim Kelly. Just the same reason as you. Same, yeah. yeah. Just because they I picked two, actually, that I can be like. Yeah. Mm. But I had Marston. He was the first one I had. Mm. Yeah, when, I when you both said that, I thought that's actually. I did have Nick Nat, oh, yeah. I did have Nick Nat, and I chucked him out. But um, right, name four AFL coaches you'd have over for footy dinner. No, they're for pretty, the same thing. For me, they're pretty easy. Clarko, Simo, Dimmer, Buckley. For me, they had to be in night in two thousand and nineteen. Yeah. See, I've got Brad Scott because he's got sacked. I want to know right. I got Ross Lyon because I want to see what that makes that guy tick. Clarko and Simo. Yeah, see, it's funny because you get them in and talk to them, they all give you the same, you know, generic spill, so you probably won't get much out of them. But obviously Simo, Clarko, Buckley, and I'll probably go Lyon as well. Yeah, there's something about Ross Lyon. I'd just love to find out the enigma about him. Should free agency be scrapped every year and the player has to be traded if they want to leave? Or is it in the right now? Phone. <laughs> I personally don't mind it. Um, a, a player should have some say over where he goes. I like the um, restricted free agent more, where you can match it. You know, if you're if that they're leaving for a money issue, where you can match it, then then mm. force the trade. I like that. Um, I find the only problem with it is the compensation picks. What we got for and I there we go for Scotty Salwood, club best and fairest. And I know his ankle never recovered. So it hampered what he did at Geelong. But he was a star. I remember he was better at Ebert and Shuey at the time. And he won a best and fairest at the Eagles. We got a pick in the 40s for him. So that's the only thing I don't like it about is the compensation. And they add their own flair to it, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Um, what about you, Wayne? doesn't bother me too much. The only thing I'd like to see more is that I think players should be at that club for a certain period of time. To me, the Tim Kelly thing is the whole thing for me. Yeah, if you're drafted, you should be expected. You've got to go anywhere in Australia. That's that's the competition. It's a national competition. It's five years though, isn't it? Restricted free agency. Oh, I don't know. But eight, even eight, uh, eight yeah, well, yeah. yeah, even that. But even you can, if you want to be traded, you know, yeah, you should be at a club for at least five years, and then before you can even be traded, unless unless you're going to get delisted because you're injured or whatever. But I, think, I well, I've I got just, a different spin on it all. I wouldn't have free agency in unless you haven't played. You've been at a club for four years and haven't played a game. Then you can go wherever you want. That's the only place I'd have it. Uh, otherwise, you'd have to be traded to get somewhere. I just think, yeah, too many people uh, picking where they're going and clubs like say if Caniglia goes, uh, John's getting nothing for it, and it, that sucks. Mm. Yeah, that, 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 but that's the part of the compensation pick. That's the only thing I find. Yeah, but the compensation pick. I don't. Yeah. Well, for some of these, some others. Uh, who did not. someone, yeah, who oh, yeah, well, got like Gold pick Coast two got pretty, or something? Gold Coast got a pretty good pick for the losing Lynch. Yeah, there, there's been a couple where you've just you've taken a step back and gone, right, how is that? That's right. When Frawley left to Hawks, they, uh, Melbourne got pick three for him in the draft. Yeah. And then we got pick four for our best and fairest, like from mm. two years prior. That's where I mm. think the grey area is. All right. Um, I was going to ask a question about Nick Nat, but... My phone just went off, as people heard, and the club have just said uh, Nick Natanui will play his first waffle match in a decade on Saturday. So he's definitely playing waffle. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised because apparently there was a lot of to and fro from, from the club 
East try Rio and trying to get it seven, on a Sunday. That's exactly right. But so they could put it on Seven Network and actually broadcast the the game. Mm. So I don't think they would go to those extremes well, if it was only a slight chance. They're, they're, they're saying it would draw a massive television audience. Well, let, let's talk about it still because for me, the question was. I'm interested to. There's a question. Yeah, should he play? Will Nick Nat play yeah. Waffle or the AFL? And I'm really <laughs> interested to hear Wayne's thoughts on this because not only you got a footy background, also in basketball as well, where they're the two prolific mm. knee injury sports, mm. so to speak. To me, once that 12 months is up, your knee's fine, or good to go, so to speak. Um, it's all almost mental. You know, you've got to get that belief back in it. Well, this is obviously if it served you went well and there was no setbacks, obviously, because mm. that can happen. So it's a mental thing. And to me, you could do just as much damage in the waffle as you could AFL. And I find Nick Nat is a special case where he does only play 60% game time. So he's, he's going to have limited minutes in waffle or AFL anyway. So uh, that's my thoughts on it. So I'd like to see him come straight in just because the type of player is he only plays 60%. Yeah. And as I said, it's a mental thing. I don't think it's a physical thing with his knee anymore. Well, uh, that settles something. So if Drew Petrie rumour is true that he might be into the Waffle Team, that means Brooksby's coming in for his first game. Oh, geez, that would be a, the best thing so going this year for I me. I guess we'll find that out in the next couple of days. Um, I think this should be a vidcast sometimes because everyone in this room just smiles as Brooksby's name. We're all big fans yeah. of Brooksby. Well, we'll we might do that one day. We'll try and work it out and chuck it into uh, SoundCloud and iTunes and that. Uh, look, Dan, you went here last week, so we're quickly going to go through a few questions for you for your mid-season thing. Uh, did you lock in your final eight? Um, yeah, I think Adelaide's going to drop down. I think the buy. I think we will get that fourth, third spot. Um, the only one that will change significantly now, I don't know about Frio because I think you've got. I know they just beat Port, but you got Port and now Essen biting on the heels, and I think that. They, I think they're almost just a little bit above Freo, so I won't be surprised in that eighth spot if Port slips in. Well, I've looked or, at the Hawthorne. If yeah. Hawthorne lose to us twice, they cannot make the eight. I don't think Hawks can. And I, I don't think they can make the eight. Yeah, yeah. and I can't no, see. No, I've, I've rubbed Hawks. And I've got Essendon making the eight either. Um, only just because they beat Hawks. I say Port's next likely, but let's be honest. Um, so much is said about our year because we're not we'll be behind, We're not living up to standards, but. I think Richmond's getting a free pass because injuries, but we've had injuries as well, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if they slip out if they keep dropping games like they keep doing. Hmm. Like, I know they're not... They've had worse losses than us this year, but I know their losing margin isn't repetitive like ours, has been, sadly. But, yeah, I reckon Richmond's another vulnerable one. There's, I mean, they're 11%, they're 11% behind Brisbane in uh, eighth spot. Port Adelaide have got... 15% higher than them, just a game behind. And Essendon also got 12% more than them. Even, oh no, St Kilda, St Kilda got less than Richmond. So the only two I can see getting up here and now are Essendon and Port Adelaide. Yeah, that's, yeah they're, same the, as they're me. the only two. And I, I think that's really the same. Means Brisbane would come out. Uh, no, I think Brisbane no, will be in. I, I think, think it's mm-hmm. Richmond or Freo are the two vulnerables one there. Uh, well, I, I don't think uh, Adelaide will stay in the top four, so I reckon, I reckon we'll get in there. I reckon what the eight is now is what it'll be. Yeah. Because uh, here she says uh, what the eight is at the... Uh, it starts to settle down now. Is, uh, at halfway point is what it ends up being. Yeah. We, uh, look, and, and to be honest, the Eagles and Brisbane and Richmond, at this stage, if they don't win enough games, they're going to be the bottom three teams in the eight. 
when you look on percentages because they've got a lot of percentage to catch up on. Right. Hell of a lot. And uh, grand final and premier then. Oh. I'll go. I've got, I'm too biased. That's the problem. These questions. You can't go, be biased. Uh, well, if I'm not, if I take Eagles out of the equation, I'd say yeah. Collingwood, Geelong, right. um, and I'd say Geelong's the better team. But MCG fact, you know, they prize gifted the home final. Your rookie of the year. Oh, so far. Walsh from Carlton. Yeah, he played Brian again on the weekend too. Uh, uh, the guy's got something about him. Um, Eagles best and Ferris at midway. All right. Well, it's got to be Herman. Yo, he's Biting at his heels now, I reckon, his last few weeks before the injury. Yeah. Uh, Eagles' best win for the year? Uh, our best scouts would have been Pies and Geos, but I reckon our best win still, even though it's settled down now, dust has settled, was that Adelaide game. Yeah, Adelaide to come back was, great, was so good to come back. Mm. Never die attitude. Yeah. Very good game. Biggest surprise of the year? Um, I would say Petrosati's five-goal game. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a young kid like him kick five goals in a game. Let's hope he can do something like it again this Thursday night because it's the last four we, weeks. We need um, it. Sweet FA. Uh, biggest disappointment? Not our losses, the way we're losing. That is just... <coughs> to do it for the fourth time this year is just almost unforgivable. We're, we're at Melbourne's biggest disappointment. Yeah. That, yeah. We, that's... Oh, sorry, is it more team? Yeah. If a team, then yeah, yeah. Melbourne was premiership favourites. A lot of them had them as premiers this yeah. year. What coaches won't be coaching or coaching the side they are now in 2020? I think that question's almost been answered from when it's over. Bolton's gone. Yeah, but don't, don't uh, you reckon... Richo might be in a bit of trouble. Richo's... Do you reckon uh, Johnny Longmire won't get the mother of all deals well, at North Melbourne he... and take it? <laughs> You could see it happening, but... Money talks. He's contracted, though, so if Contracts Swans, mean crap. Swans want to right. pay hard. But like Wayne Carey said, contracts mean crap. If Would, the money's there and you say, I don't want to coach, they're not going to keep you. <coughs> Wouldn't you love to have been at their reunion the other on yeah. Saturday night? They've been asking all the questions. <laughs> they had Pagan on, Ray, they've had Carey. Have anyone asked John Longmore? We didn't talk about I think it. it's Bullshit. The, I think it's the same thing as Lyon um, at the Carlton. You know, if anything, it's just... They'll just go to the club and say, give me more money, give me a longer contract, and they'll get it. And I think Swans will be too worried to lose him that they'll throw another contract mm-hmm. at him. And I think Lyon will do the same thing. I think Talking about Sil- them. You talked about Silvani. He was at um, the casino and at the Fremantle game on the weekend. Mm. So I think the rumour is true that he'll probably end up being the list manager. Yeah, oh. that's the rumour. The rumour is that's that he could be he, list manager he, in Melbourne. He did Fremantle. so well at GWS, but he's done so poorly. Mm. At Carlton, he gave pick eighteen up for their first round pick. There is a, there's, there's a big smoky sitting in amongst those coaches boxes though that could take one of those big jobs too. So that's, that. that's John Blakey. John Blakey, yeah. that's what they were saying today. John Blakey could be the guy that takes the ruse. He's got the shin bone of spirit. He knows him. He's had fifteen years um, as a deputy. So yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Well, Simo kind of came from nowhere. Like I know he was assistant under Clarkson, so good apprentice. But I wasn't expecting that you know what I mean I, when they first did it I was like what because I was back in Scotty Burns to be honest at the mm. time and he's in nowhere man's land now I think he's mm. at Pies but you never hear him and well like, Darren Glass has been um, talked about big time is he doing well is he as well so biggest headline of the season yet to happen Tim Kelly signs with the Eagles <laughs> <laughs> and we've already said how what the Eagles need to do to finish in the top four top two have you got your all Australian team in front of you mate Yes, I did, and I'm, I'm not really happy with it because I like to critique others, and the funny thing, I did mine, and I critiqued it myself. So it's <laughs> And I, I have see. picked, if it's an All-Australian, 
selected right now. Yeah. It's not who I think will be in the end of the year because yeah. there's a couple of injured players recently injured that are in here that are obviously not going to make it. Now. We, would say, we, pick, away, we picked yeah. ours up to last week. Okay, so I'll do it in patches. No, backs, midfields, forwards, just to go mm. through quickly. So my backs are Lloyd, Pierce, who I think's done great, but again, he won't be at the end of the year. Mm. I've got Stuart from Geelong, Hearn, Ryan, and Caleb Daniel. Um, they're my backs. Um, now, my midfields, I had Gaff and Neil. I like their running. I put him on the wing, but let's be honest, they could bend the guts. Then Grundy, I had Cripps, Fife, and I hate Cunnington in it, but I've, I've removed him. After last week's game, he runs free and gets great numbers. That's great. They tagged, side to tag him because he was getting good numbers. He had like six possessions up the whole time. So I've actually cut him already, and I've chucked Kelly in from GWS. Started the season slow because he was in, not slow, he wasn't there, he was injured. But yeah, done real well. Then forwards, Boak, he reminds me of Hearn, where he's just got better at age. Yeah, his, his, his year has surprised me. Played him half forward. Did you? Week, half yeah. forward, yeah, I'm half forward. Plays a lot forward. Obviously, Cameron, I reckon he could have gone full forward. But I've got Hawkins full forward because he can't play half forward like I think Cameron can. Obviously, Kelly because he plays a lot forward. Degoe, and then I've, I've got Walters in the pocket there because I love him, yeah, and yeah. I just think he's playing really good. Whitfield. Again, another injured one won't be in the All-Australian team, but his season thus far has been brilliant. Coniglio. Now, I've got Yo, and numbers-wise, there's a lot of more disposal getters, but I've actually, his tackling pressure, especially the last few weeks, has been so good. I put him in for that tackling pressure and grunt, and I've just got danger because you can put him forward and back. You know, he swaps for Cali a lot and put him in there. Um, I think... Darling and McGovern from Eagles were unlucky to not mm. make it. And Darling, surprisingly, his numbers right now, he's kicked 26 goals. Sorry for the maths, people. But um, 10 games left yet, 2.2 goals a game he averages. He's going to kick 48 goals. If we play fines, he's going to have another 50-goal season. That's not bad for a forward, you know what I mean? So yeah. even though we expect more out of him, and I as well, he's going okay, actually. So he was unlucky. And Gov... He was touch and go, but then after Sydney game, that lowered him because he was touch and go, um, but plenty of time to get in that side. The only thing I'll critique you on that, and we both had the same, I think you missed the two best key defenders in the competition so far. That's Blitzards and Harris Andrews. Well, funny, if you look at my notes written in pencil, you can actually see I had Harris (laughs) Andrews in there rubbed out. But, yeah, I squeezed him out for Ryan, sadly. All right. Well, that's a good little thing there. Uh, Dan had put his in because we did ours last week. Um, I've got a few messages asking, um, can we break down how the season's gone? Uh, so I did a few things last night. I'm going to go through them, guys. So these might surprise you. For disposals, we are last in the comp mm. and the Crows are first. And we're 4,210 disposals there, 5,154. So that means we're last in handballs, which is not surprising. Yeah, we don't have to kicked a handball ratio but we're eighth in kicks so you look over that for we, we usually have gap up in the top three for the year he's actually 22nd at the moment for disposals she's our highest disposal at um 18 and he's at 329 shuey's 29th hearn's 55th and yo's next on 60 He's a 63rd highest in disposal individually. Yeah, but see, this is where I said you got to look at stats differently. And I'm not having to got you, but this is where... And I always say it's a yeah, weird way to about, down. Yeah, but you got to look at disposals per game. Yeah, well... Uh, uh, Gaff is like top two. No, he's not. I'm pretty he's sure he's... 
tenth. Yeah. yeah. But he's um, gonna stop at his thirty something and then I think Kelly's thirty. But if you look at disposal of deficient efficiency, yeah. The first person who ranked first in the AFL is Rotham. Really? With ninety four percent. And Hearn, which I thought would have been higher, was eleventh with eighty eight percent. That's on average over the games they've played. But don't forget Rotham's only breaking games. But he's at ninety four percent. Uh, we go to Marks. Now, that's where we sort of like pride ourselves on being one of the best teams. We're third in the comp, so that's cool. Shep is taking the most marks for the Eagles, followed by Gov and then Hearn. But Marks inside 50, we're way, way down. We're down the bottom. Uh, but JK is fifth in the league with 31, and J- J- uh, JD, 20. He's uh, 23rd, so... Bit of a difference there. Last year, we were top in marks inside and 50. Um, you go to goals, because we're inside the 50. We're ninth for goals, but last in points. So that's good, because that means we're actually pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, JK is fifth with 27. Jack Darling is 26. So he's one behind. 16. Cripps is the next one. He's only kicked 14. Then you've got Petrol, Oscar, and Liam all on 12 goals. And then Sheed on 11. I'll tell you what, reading those numbers, just Sheed's still, in my view, so underrated. He is. He's doing so. And, and he, they talk about the bot, uh, and Sheed's still yeah, numbers are way But that. it's his clear. He, I think he's leading. He was for clearances, even saying ridiculous. Like, a stat you'd be like, nah, that can't be right. He's 11th in clearances. Um, inside 50s, I just got it down here. I didn't think I put it in it. We're 17th. In the comp for inside 50s this year. That's not good. No. That's not good at all. Uh, the power's first. So Shuey's third for getting clearances in yep. in the comp. And Sheed again. And Yo. Yep. They're the next. He was there 32nd. So that's for inside 50s. Cackles. Now you brought up Yo, right? Yep. And we said Yo, and he's got the league high in a game 16 yep. for the year. He's fifth overall with 78. Um, started slow. Yeah, started very slow. The whole uh, started. Shuey's 13th and Redden 21st. They're the only three in the top 100. I believe uh, yours was me. a record, wasn't it, for the two mm. weeks in a row? Yeah, well, they are. Yeah. yeah. But three in the top 100 in tackles. Every other team had about five or six. Um, freeze and freeze against were even 12th and 13th. Yeah. Clearances and clangers, same, 12th and 13th. Rebounds from defence were 7th, so... We're getting the ball out. We're doing all right. We're defending a lot. Uh, and intercepts Gubbs third overall. And Hearn's 10th. And I was surprised. Alex Keith from the Crows is the top. That doesn't intercepts. surprise me. Yeah. So no, that's good for he's a player. He's his stature. Someone's, chasing, Ryan was someone's chasing him too. I can't yeah. remember. I had Alex is. Keith as my unlucky player in last week's oh, yeah. missing out. And hit outs. Now, this is where we've all differed all year on Ruckman, right? I was surprised because one player popped up. Popped up with a hit out. Oscar. Now here we go. Oh, just right. one. We're 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 twelfth in hit outs for the year. Four hundred and forty-one. First is the Suns. Then yeah. you got Demons, Pies, and Crows. So Wits is first from the Suns, mm. and he's got Grundy and Gorn behind him. Vardy's seventeenth with two hundred twenty-eight from eleven games. Hickey's twenty-second one hundred and fifty from eight games. Oscar Allen's. Uh, He's had 31, he's 40th from 11 games. So there's, it shows you there's not many Ruckman going around the comp this no, year. No, it's not. But this is the interesting, other guys that are taking 
Cats for the Eagles. Gov9, JD7, JK3, and one person got one tap in Chris Marson. <laughs> <laughs> when that popped up I go are you kidding me is that, is that a typo I couldn't believe it so overall shows you we're probably a bit higher if you base it on stats alone yeah. and going on averages and that we're probably a bit higher than what we probably should be Hmm. Well, that's it. The big one for me is thank God we're still in top three for marks because that's our game. If we took yeah. that yeah. away, when we try and accuracy, that's and how accuracy. we beat. And that's the Eagles of old. That was Eagles two, three years ago. We were yeah. just very accurate in front of goal, so we won a lot of games. Being so accurate. we're the, so getting good. the least, second least in the inside fifty. But when we're doing getting it in there, we're doing something yeah. with it. So it's basically every second time we're going in there, we're getting a score. So. Mm. That's a pleasing thing, um, and Simo's brought that up a lot of times. Yeah. We haven't been getting inside 50s that we like, yeah. and then the, the funny thing is, the two games we've lost, we had more inside 50s than other teams. And I don't want to be so a, that's rude, weird. a rose-coloured glasses fan and that, but this <laughs> is why I keep it like, I'm so excited to have Nick Nat back, because it'll be a domino effect. It'll help clearances, it'll help, you know, just so much. And to a lesser extent, if it's not him, I'd love to see Brooksy get a go. And I think it'll have the same effect, you know. It's the game starts there. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh well, that's all for the set lovers because I know there's a few out there. I and... enjoyed it thoroughly, <laughs> wasn't I? So hopefully he's uh, turned you on, so to speak, <laughs> with numbers. <laughs> Let's get into what we're here for, and let's talk about shooting down the bombers this Thursday night at Optus Stadium. <laughs> Well, Thursday night, it's on again. Last year, uh, the Bombers ambushed us and beat us by 28 points. Um, the other games since then, they beat us in 2017 by 61 at Marvel. But then it's turned around to us. 2016, round 15, we won by 78 at CB. We played them in the pre-season and beat them by 105. And then the year before that, a CV 50 points. So there's never been a close game from these guys in their recent years. Um, oh, Thursday night, I don't know. We've got, it's just, there's no middle ground here. We need to win this game. Yeah. Like, we need to keep ourselves in touch with the top four. We've touched on the percentage um, that after another bad loss is now worrying. Because I've always said just keep the wind sticking, no percentage take care of itself. Bad loss, that's down. But I remember the last game, it was all the first quarter. I think we actually went on and won the last three yeah, quarters, the last three but quarters. we lost the first one so badly. Yeah. It was like a, what, it was a twenty-eight or something yeah. like point loss where it felt like more because we were behind the whole time. We just can't let them get that jump because no. that's what they're a running fast team. Yeah. We've got to nullify that, and I think we can win. Well, let's look at some of their players before we go. Well, actually, before we go to players, let's go through the injuries. Dan Hurst out for the season. Season going to bother us. Smith was a big player in that last year. Then we played us. He's out for the season. So they're the main two that are out there injured. Um, Eagles, we're still unsure if Oscar Allen will come back in. Uh, we're hoping that Hearn comes back in. Oh, fingers crossed that he does. Um, Brass, as you said off air, he's a chance of playing the waffle. Now, if you're going to play him in the waffle, I'd be bringing him straight back in. Um, same with Nick Nat. Now we know that he's playing waffle. I just, you said off air, he's every chance of doing a knee or an injury there. Why play a Ferrari in a in a Formula Four mm. uh, competition? You know what I mean? Um, I'd be bringing him back in, but 
the selectors know what they're doing and Rioli and Vardy they're both out for a week suspension so that opens up the door for I thought a possible return for Nick Nick but they've gone early um, so hopefully uh, Brooksby gets a chance so um, he's been killing it at a waffle level 21 disposals last week and 48 hitouts and that he's averaging around about 46 hitouts a game Easy. he's hitting the scoreboard too he's yeah. way too good for waffle yeah um, and he's a big body, and we've got Tom Bell Chambers as their Ruckman, right? So I, don't, I think McKernan, I don't know if McKernan's back, he might be. McKernan, he played last week because he's um, right, so Stratton, he got reported for stomping his foot. So we've got Bell Chambers and uh, McKernan as basically you're going to be swapping in the Ruck. If you've got Brooksby and uh, Hickey, um, we, we should be able to match them there. Um, let's look at some players to watch for Essendon. You've got the forwards are going to be Stringer and Fantasia. Now, Fantasia is pretty good. Stringer back? Yeah, Stringer's back. He played last week, so he played all right. Shields back and Tip and Woody. Now, Tip and Woody, keep him quiet, you win the game. That's what I'm saying. As long as we can stop their runners, because that's it. Tip and Woody's a star, but he's very Hong Kong. Yeah. He reminds me of um, Wingham when he played for Port and even Hawks yeah. now. If he turns it on, he's electric. That's it, and, but he can be taken out of the game and it has Sa- a huge effect to that whole side when that happens. They've got Saad and McKenna who run off half back. Now, you stop their run off half back. That's where Essendon push their ball from. They take all their drive from the half back and they try and run it through. And that's how they ambushed us last time. And if you watch the Port game earlier on in the year, they did that to us. Yeah, I think with this, I think we have to get Cripps back to his defensive best in the forward line because he's been very inconsistent this year in that defensive side of things. He's had some good games, but he's had some bad games in the defensive side. And I think they really need to hone down Hutchings this weekend and put him, tag him on someone. He's got to be a tagger. I don't think he, can, he can't be a he can't be a front line player and expect him to be the yo's when he's not there or those shoeys. Galfie's another player for Essendon that's, that really surprises me. <clears throat> he he can turn the game in the, you know, like on a dime, you know. It's, it's amazing. He's an ex-WA boy um, and I didn't rate him at all but this year he's had one of his best seasons. He's been pretty good. Yeah, um, just going on the Hutchings thing, I asked that question a few weeks ago and I find if if you're not going to use him as a tagger, I think you're better with a Maston and Allen. Um, Brayshaw's just one week back. You know, we are actually got a couple of midfielders now back playing in the waffle that yeah. are actually playing quite well. Um, so I I think well, should you blood this young kid? Should you bring in a Maston and endurance runner? And I I think you should. If you're not going to tag, that said. Tag Merritt. Why would you not? He's an accumulator of the ball. Yeah, but Merritt Get doesn't. Merit. To me, like to me, Merritt doesn't damage you, where Heppel does. Yeah. Right. Heppel to me is having a brilliant season. Um, people um, sort of don't rate him as high as a leader, but I do. And this year he's been playing that defensive off the back of the square, coming through and setting up so many of their plays. Um, like I said, with Hutchies, he. If you got to play him, he's got to tag. Yeah, that's I agree. But, but who do you tag out of? The, to me, the person I'd be tagging or trying to take out the game is Saad. Yeah. Because every time he gets bored, he just tries and takes it on. And they go for him so that, much. That's but getting back to what you said about Cripps. Like that's Cripps' Cripps role. Quite like Cripps came in that role. That's not a Hutchings role. That's what I'm saying. If you're going to tag, even you said running off the back, Dyson Heppel. In the second, again, that's not Hutchings' role. He doesn't play on the half back or anywhere there. So you're going to need. A, but you don't a start there. As soon as the ball bounces, you go to him. 
Because yeah. once that ball starts, True. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it's just, to me, and that's why not many teams tag anymore because it's like, that's a style of the game that's being played. But lately in the last couple of the games, I've seen that tag sort of creep back in in some certain games. Mate. Eagles should have done it with Jake uh, Lloyd at Sydney. Oh, I couldn't And I, I brought this up on the podcast before the game and after the game, and we got killed because of one player. Yeah. And to me, if it was me, it's either Saab or Heppel, you've got to take out the game. Yeah, and you got to look. I think we've got to be careful in there. I'm just looking at a few things. Heppel last week had 28 possessions, he had nine marks. What's his disposal uh, fish? Have you got that? Sorry, no. I, put, I put him on the spot. <laughs> I haven't got all that. I'm I, not I, that I, yeah, I always love the... But you look at Hurley. <laughs> you got Hurley last week had um, 26 possessions out, out off the back line. He had 12 marks. And also, Kyle Hooker had 22 possessions. He had 12 marks as well. So, JK and... Um, Darling. But that Darling. comes more down Must. to the team they're playing and their delivery into the forward line. Agree, but... You lower your eyes. You take, you take Hooker and you take... Um, what did you say? Hurley. Uh, Hurley out of the game. If you lower your eyes, you take them out of the game because they're like they zone off exactly like McGovern and that. Kerno yeah. kicked seven goals. Hurley, I don't, Hurley, I don't know who that was on. The I don't know. No, Hurley, that wasn't against. Hurley, wasn't Hurley took some great marks last week. That was a week in the before. pack. I'm a week out, Another one and another guy who we got to be careful in the minute who's come on well is young Darcy Parish. Last few weeks, he's averaging 23 possessions a game. The last three weeks. Yeah, but is he damaging? Well, damaging enough for him to get votes from the coaches last week. That's to me. That's no, damaging. Well, Ashley McGrath is another guy. Like that's what I'm saying. Essendon got some good players all over the ground, and we sound like we're beating them up, but they can be beaten easy. You stop the run from half back, you beat them. And see, a lot of these players, you got to go toe to toe with a lot. With Dyson Heppel, I like to go toe to toe. If you put Shuey and Dyson Heppel and let them both run at it, I'll back Shuey. Oh, yeah. And I've backed, this goes back, and I've mentioned it twice on the podcast this year, back to the rising star when Heppel won it, I felt a huge injustice towards Shuey because it was always the top two, those mm. two, and Heppel won it. I'm like, but if you put those two players on each other, I'd back Shuey in nine times out of ten. Right. So I would take him on. I'd tag one, take him out of the game. Like, Pendlebury's probably um, Pye's best midfield, but you can tag still side bottom out of the game. So we tag them, we run with Pendlebury. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. So I don't think Heppel has a defensive side to his game. So if you can get a yo comes back, get a yo on Heppel, or get a shoey on Heppel, suddenly it's like, well, he's got to be accountable to our midfield as well. You know what I mean? Oh. Right, well, you just said yo. We've got three... Well, we've got two players out, Vardy and... Um, Willie. Willie Rioli. So two people have to come in. So obviously, if Hearn's fit, he's going to come in. And if yo's fit, he's going to come in. Mm. Now, we haven't heard anything out of the club yet. The calf strain, how bad is it? Um, those two would be first in. But then you've got Waiting in the wings. You've got Marston to kick 35. Yeah, 35 kicks last week. Nelson, 30 possessions. Uh, Brooksby already said what he did. Brayshaw got 26 possessions. Um, I'd be loving to be ring him in. You've got Cameron sitting there in the wings. Such People would want to say Archie, but he's no chance. No. And Matty Allen. So they're the players that are going to come in. Oscar Allen. And then you've got Oscar Allen. Oscar will come in. If he's fit, he'll come in. Well, I've heard Oscar Allen's out for three weeks. Mm. But that's Those are the one that worries me. I'm, I'm not hearing many rumblings that he's coming straight back in. Yeah, nothing's being said. That, so. that, what, that worries me. And with even Freer jumping on the, the Obdus Stadium hard surface bandwagon, so to speak, 
there are going to be not just the players missing, a lot of sore players. And I think this is a bigger issue than us as supporters even realise. Because these two clubs generally don't like each other and they're having a summit about it. So if Yo's got a leg, foot, slash foot injury, whatever it is, they're saying calf, could this be more news? Redden's missed games from it as well. It's it's a worrying sign. Oh, well, one thing I don't want to see is these rose-coloured glasses. Um, supporters going, oh, Wish is back. Oh, yeah, good luck. Wish is an enemy this week. Mm. I don't give a shit. He's not playing for us. He's not coaching us. He's coaching a different club. So think about that. <laughs> um, winner and margin, guys. Eagles by 27 points. Eagles by 15 for me. Well, because it's a Thursday night and we're down on uh, players and we don't know who's coming back in, I'm going to go the Eagles by about 36 points. I think we can run over them and just uh, wake the competition up. (laughs) But where we're going to win it, um, we have to win it by cutting down their runoff halfback and um, exposing... They're players that only touch a ball when they win, like uh, Tip and Woody, uh, closing down Saad. And I think we're on a winner if we can do that. And we have to win out of the middle too. We can't perform like we did against Sydney. Um, I said this to him off air, and I wasn't here last week, but that's where a lot of was said about the forwards not putting pressure. A lot was said about our back line. To me, it was our midfield that really cost us that game. Yeah, yeah, the ball came in way too easy into Swan's forward line, yeah. and the delivery into our forward line allowed them to rebound out so easily yeah. and that's where most of their goals came from being that small ground was from defence to forward well it's not going to like playing at this ground I love it they even uh, I think they'll uh, be fancying themselves and they're going to try and expose our conceived lack of speed um, good luck to them I just don't think it's going to happen um, like I said last uh, earlier on in the show and last week next week we won't be here because I'm going to Melbourne to watch Eagles at the Hawks. So we'll have a bit of a break, guys. And then when I get back, we'll have a big discussion and talk about how we beat another hoodoo oh, at MCG. Say, hopefully one. Because um, we haven't beaten Hawks at MCG in a while, but we're getting ahead of, ahead of ourselves. But thanks for joining in tonight on uh, Eagle Nation. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And we're on a multitude of podcast platforms like SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify and me and others and also check out podcast central on facebook and guys um when you're having a week off just hopefully that i uh, get off the plane really safe because i'll be there i'm scared of plane flights oh. <laughs> hopefully we talk about a couple wins let's yeah. be honest yeah no, so if our next episode we come back after a couple wins and we're 10 and 4 the sound and the noise around this club will be so vastly different. We're, we're not there, but we are thereabouts. Yep, uh, hopefully uh, we're coming back with uh, five wins in the next five weeks. Um, oh, I'm going um, over there with Rob Did- Didco. Yeah, so it's an interesting game and we're going to watch a few games. So we're going over there for a bit of a footy feast, but the main reason is Eagles. And um, Love yeah, it. as soon as we get back, guys, we'll be back on a Wednesday night, back to normal on a Wednesday night for Eagle Nation. And... Uh, Hopefully, yeah, we're, like we said, singing maybe, that song loud and proud. Maybe you should do your podcast over there with Rob and um, our mate, um, uh, Millsy. Yeah. 
Oh, well, I'd love to do it, but I don't want to carry my bloody shit everywhere. Ah, do one on the phone, mate, voice recording. <laughs> like, well, are we, you celebrating something and boys might be a little yeah. bit worse for wear when they do it, mate? We, we might do something. We might do a Skype cast or something. Yeah, like. that's it. It'll be good. All right, guys, thanks for joining in. Uh, as I said, uh, get on the Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all the other things and spread the word about Eagle Nation. And then let's go to the Eagles. Until yep. next time. See you then. Shepard to Hooker, leads the charge. Now Nelson, beautifully read by Shepard. 